Does anything really last is a question that we should ask ourselves on a daily basis. If you have become the top employee within your company and now you're the highest paid employee for the past two years, will that last? The popularity that you're enjoying today, will that really truly last forever? The money that we have, we've been making okay money and for the past two or three years we've been making bank. Will that truly last? Being a president, a prime minister, a CEO, the most powerful man within your country and within your community, will that really last? The religion of Islam teaches us that there is something called ajal, a deadline. There is something called a specific designated appointed period where nothing will last. The most important of them being the deadline for our life, death, and the deadline for everything that we possess, whether it is fame, whether it is money, whether it is popularity, let us seize that before it ends. And this topic will look at the notion of al-ajal within the Holy Quran and within the teachings of the Ahlul Bayt. <laughs> قال الله تعالى في محكم كتابه الكريم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولكل أمة أجل فإذا جاء أجلهم لا يستأخرون ساعة ولا يستقدمون صدق الله العلي العظيم In the name of Allah, the gracious, the most merciful May the peace and the blessings of the Almighty Allah be with and amongst all the prophets and messengers, including the last, and the beloved Muhammad and his honorable and dignified progeny. The notion of al-ajal, the notion of a fixed period, a fixed term, a deadline, is one of the most important notions and phenomenons within the religion of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a great emphasis on this very notion within the Holy Quran. The traditions of Ahlul Bayt speak of this issue extensively. What do I mean by al-ajal? Let me give you an example of how al-ajal plays a role and almost everything that we come across within our lives. We go to school. However, the schooling that we receive has an ajal. One day the school will finish, we graduate, and we move on with our lives. Every relationship has an ajal. Every life has a deadline. Every period of joy has a deadline, it has to end. Every period of grief has an ajal. A person 
who's a regular employee suddenly gets a raise, becomes the vice president, becomes the CEO of a company, and starts making money unusually, not what he's used to. But the news is he shouldn't get used to it. Even the richest man is the richest man for two years, three years, four years. Then there is an ajal. A beautiful relationship, a house we live in, a feeling that we have. Amir al-Mu'mineen wa Mawla al-Muwahideen Ali ibn Abi Talib says لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ أَجَلْ Everything has a deadline. Everything shall end. Whether it's good or bad. And another statement says every breath we take we are closer to our ajal. Whether it is our life that's going to end or a period of joy that's going to end or a period of grievance that's going to end or a period of poverty that's going to end or for example a period of great wealth that's going to change. Number one, how does the topic of Al-Ajal play an extremely important role within our lives? And why is it such an important topic to examine? Number two, does the notion of Al-Ajal make individuals work harder or does it teach them to become lazy since everything is set on stone? Number three, everything and every existence has an ajal. Number four, what are the two different types of ajal that we have? And number five, we'll discuss the ajal that comes particularly not to individuals and not to families, but to communities, nations, and empires. <laughs> اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد. Number one, why is this topic so important? Why is it that Al-Ajal is a topic that needs to be understood by every single human being, regardless of their religion, regardless of their sect, regardless of their age? You see, what Ajil teaches us is that we shouldn't get used to our situation today. If you are living in an extremely comfortable situation, don't think or don't have the utmost levels of confidence that this is not going to change. And I'll give you an example. Throughout the Arab world, and especially after the Arab Spring, if you were to take any of those popular Arab presidents or rulers or governors and you would ask him, were you comfortable being a president for 20, 30 or 40 years, governing, having the utmost authority for so many years? They would say, yes. Did you get used to it? Of course. Did you think that this is ever going to change? And the answer would be no. Take that and apply it to your good situations and bad situations. If you are in a bad situation today, know that your ease shall come. That this bad situation is going to get removed. That soon you'll be at ease. Soon things will change. If you're at poverty, soon that poverty will, is going to go away. 
If you're lacking health, if you're lacking wealth, if you're lacking freedom, if you don't have children, if you have family problems, this is the negative. The ajal of such things will come and you'll enter a beautiful chapter of your life. And if you are in a situation where you feel extremely comfortable, I have so much money, nothing's going to change that. I have so much freedom, nothing's going to change that. I have so much authority and I have so much power, nobody's going to be able to take that away from me. Yes, there is one way where we can allow the good things to last. And inshallah, we'll speak about that when we discuss the fifth point in this discussion. Therefore, it is important for us to keep reminding ourselves with the notion of al-ajal, knowing that things were, that this life allows us to go through different tests and has ups and downs. Number two, when I know that there is going to be an ajal, a deadline, what difference does it make? Should I work hard? Should I strive to make the money? Because it's set on stone that for two or three years I'll make money. And then there's going to be a decline. And then that decline is going to end. And then there's going to be an increase again. If I don't have freedom today, why should I fight my, for my freedom? There's going to be an ajal for that freedom to come to me after it's been taken away from me and so on and so forth. No. The notion of al-ajal teaches us the opposite. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written prosperity for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you a PhD degree. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you a beautiful family. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not force us onto that avenue. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not force us to take such measures. Yes, when we place ourselves on that avenue, when we use the tools available to us by the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then those elements, those fruits are then witnessed. What do I mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for me to have a beautiful transaction, business transaction at work today. And off that transaction, for example, you'd make $100,000. However, you say to yourself, since the 100000 is supposed to come, let me stay at home. And then suddenly, through a miracle, that money is going to appear in my bank account. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Musa, Oh Musa, in every price, in every blessing that I have bestowed upon my creation, there is a way for them to find it and seek it. Miracles are not supposed to happen every day. Therefore, al-ajal, according to Amir al-Mu'mineen, hasnun hasin. It is a protection. It protects you against poverty. Yet, you should work in order to increase your assets. Al-ajal hasnun hasin. You should work as if you're going to live forever because unless your ajal comes, nothing is going to take what you have away from you. Number three, everything has an ajal. لكل شيء ajal, according to Amir al-Mu'mineen. Whether it's fame, whether it's popularity, whether it's a business, whether it's an empire, whether it's a nation, everything is ought to change. Therefore, 
Nowadays, when we find a lot of people, especially when I travel, and I find a lot of people saying, Sayyid, we had great businesses. I had a home. I was employed somewhere. I had my own company. And now, I've lost my company. Because of the economy, the global recession, I've lost everything that I had. The notion of Al-Ajal comes and teaches me that do not look at your circumstance. Don't say, I've lost my business, it's a recession, everybody's suffering, I'm one of them. Soon this recession is going to end and I'll get back to my business. In fact, I read a study that the biggest businesses in the United States of America were made and manufactured in the Great Depression. A lady by the name of Marie is an immigrant from a neighboring country to the United States. She comes as a cook. First, she's employed at a restaurant and she washes dishes, she cleans the bathroom. Then she becomes the chef's assistant. Then she begins to cook. She has great cooking and her boss tells her that you have to start working seven days a week. Instead of working five days a week, you work seven days a week. She, Marie, felt that was the beginning of her miseries. That she thought she had it bad, but from now on, she has to work seven days a week for many long hours. There's no time for re relaxation. There's no time for the family and a foreign land. She doesn't know anyone. She felt like this is it. She's had enough. But what is she going to do? She has no other option. So she comes, and on the weekend, she's meant to bake pies. To the employer, surprised, she is an extremely talented person when it comes to baking pies. When she felt that this was the beginning of a new phase of disasters, indeed, the, her disasters had an ajal, and they had ended right there. They had ended as soon as her employee and her boss came and told her you have to work seven days a week from now on. Why? Because she got out of that restaurant, she opened her small store. The moment her boss came to her and told her you have to work harder and she felt that it, it appeared as if it was going to be a new set of miseries. In fact, it was the beginning of her break. The same goes for me. If I've lost my job, if there's an economic recession, if the economy isn't doing well, if I've lost my home, know that this is going to be the ajal of your hardships. Number four, how many types of ajal do we have? Islam teaches us we have two types of ajal. Number one, al-ajal al-musamma, and number two, ajal ghair musamma. Imam al-Sadiq sallallahu alayhi says that the ajal al-musamma is determined in Laylat al-Qadr. والأجل الغير مسمى يقدم منه ما يشاء ويؤخر منه ما يشاء. You are able to change the أجل that is not determined, that is معلق. What do I mean? I mean Allah subhanahu wa taala has determined you an X amount of money. Allah has determined specific things in regards to our health. Allah has determined specific things 
in regards to our family, Allah has determined specific things in regards to our spirituality, our health, our wealth. And of course, that's also due to our actions. It's not Allah chooses something and puts it in our box of fate. No, we, we according to our own abilities and skills and actions, receive a specific fate. However, that is something that is subject to being changed. What do I mean? For example, Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen says, change your ajal by paying sadaqah, by paying charity. Charity increases in our life, it increases in our wealth. So if my wealth for the year was determined at $100,000, when I pay charity, it could increase to $200,000. If it is determined for me to live another 10 years by paying charity that can become another 20 years. Now that is something that sometimes you take the charity and you give it to people and sometimes you create the charity and you create the bank and people put their charity in there. If you're involved in charity and sadaqa jariyah, as long as that lasts, Allah prolongs your life. Another is the notion of sins and the notions of ihsan. What do I mean? Al-Imam al-Sadiq says, يَعِيشُ النَّاسِ بِإِحْسَانِهِمْ أَكْثَرُ مِمَّا يَعِيشُونَ بِأَعْمَارِهِمْ People outlive their ajal, people outlive their deadlines with their ihsan, with their good deeds. And then he continues and he says, وَيَمُوتُونَ بِذُنُوبِهِمْ أَكْثَرُ مِنْ أَجَالِهِمْ And they die due to their sins more than the notion of Al-Ajal. Meaning their deadline is there. They're meant to live another 10 years. However, they commit one heinous crime, one sin, one grand sin, and that 10 year becomes five years. And... They outlive, he also says, they outlive their deadline. That specific ajal due to their ihsan, helping a needy, helping a poor man, helping an orphan, helping a widow. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of ihsan, for example, when it comes to parents. For us to be kind to them. And the traditions of Ahlul Bayt tell us that ihsan to our parents increases within our life. In, in, in fact, ihsan to any family member plays an important role in changing our ajal. Last but not least, number five, is a discussion in regards to the ajal of communities, the ajal of notions. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in chapter 7, verse 37 in Surah Al-Ahraf says, لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ أَجَلٍ Every ummah Every notion, every nation, every country, every society, every community has an ajal. لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ أَجَلٍ فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهُمْ And if their ajal comes to them, لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ They cannot delay it for even an hour. Now sometimes this is a complete death. For example, empires ruled for 100 years, 200 years, 300 years. Then they died. They completely vanished. They no longer exist. And rulers came and ruled 
for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 35 years. They, everything they wanted happened in their country. Dictators, but within 35 years, overnight when their ajal came, they could not delay it for an hour. They found them in different places. They prosecuted them. They killed them. They're gone. They're history now. They don't last. This is a complete death. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of another notion of ajal. Meaning for 20 consecutive years, for 50 consecutive years, for 100 consecutive years, this particular country, this particular notion, nation was the greatest of nations, was the most powerful of nations, was the most powerful of economies, was the most powerful of armies. Is that going to last? That's not going to last. History teaches us. Thousands and million years, millions of years, thousands upon thousands of years of history and records and empires and rulers and governments tell us that this circle of life has its ups and downs. How can we make this last? Whether it is a business, whether it's a na no nation, whether it's a community, whether it is me as a ruler, whether it is me as someone that is enjoying popularity, that is enjoying fame, that is enjoying wealth, how can I make it last? You make it last by its zakat. And with this I conclude. What do I mean by its zakat? I mean once you give away from it, once you purify it, once you share it with others, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this man, this nation, this governor is executing his task the way I want him to do it. He's rich, I will keep him rich. Abdullah ibn Ja'far says, Allah awwadani has made me, given me a habit that he gives me. nas, And I have given a habit to the people that if they come to me, I give them. And I'm afraid if I stop my habit with the people of giving them, Allah will stop his habit of giving me. Therefore, brothers and sisters, wherever you are, Allah has blessed you with different things. Whether it is fame, whether it's popularity, whether it's dignity, whether it's wealth, whether it's health, whether it's a position in your community. If you want it to last, then make sure that you give the habit to others of giving to them so Allah continues this habit of giving and, and blessing you with that which you have and in fact increasing in what he has given you. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى محمد